Oh my Lily Moscovich. I just went to record an entire episode for you guys and it got deleted. Ah, it's one of those days, one of those weeks, which is so crazy given the fact that it's a short week. Hi everybody, good morning. It is I, Andrew DeVitri, the mistress of pop culture. I hope you're all having a swell week. I just pour my heart and soul into a really damn good episode, only for it to have gotten deleted. And I'm one of those people that believe things are, happen for a reason, you know, things are meant to be. So I guess there was a reason why the particular episode was deleted, even though it was really good and really funny. And it was like really creative and I was really putting all my energy into it because I'm recording it. I'm so tired, but I put my heart and soul into it. And I didn't even know what happened there. So I'm not going to dwell on that because it happened and I'm, you know... I'm gone with the wind fabulous in the words of Kenya more from Real Houses of Atlanta but aside from that hi everybody I I was this close on the cusp you can't really see it because obviously this is a podcast so it's all audio but my um my, my thumb and my pointer finger are like a centimeter apart I was this close to not putting on an episode to having to giving myself another three-day week and another long weekend but then I thought to myself well I don't want to fall into that routine even though it is in fact the summer months um it's June so basically it is summer um but you know I'm going to be taking two weeks off in August to travel and I just thought to myself well I don't want to fall into a routine of just because I'm tired I'm not going to put out an episode even though there's things to talk about which are always is things to talk about I mean occasionally I'll miss a day or two because I have something going on but I in fact could record an episode but I thought to myself you know what I'm just gonna push through because that is my job I have the best job in the world so I'm gonna do my damn job and um you know on with the show as theater folks say but I did record a really good episode just now when it got deleted I don't know why and I'm really sad about that but you know that's that's life huh you gotta keep you gotta keep on moving on so I'm not gonna dilly or dally or dolly I'm just gonna get into our four stories of the day I don't really have much to update you on since we last chatted um because you know I did update you before, but I guess the world doesn't want me to update you on what I updated you on, so... I can't believe it got deleted! What? What the hell? In the words of Phoebe Buffet. But anyways, you know what? No more dilly-dallying. Here's our first story of the day. This is probably gonna be a shorter episode, but you know what? That's okay. And it's, of course, um, from, you know, the greatest... The greatest site of all, that is E! News. Kim Kardashian breakdown of her Kanye West marriage problems before a divorce. Okay, so yesterday was Thursday, so obviously a new episode of King of the Kardashians was on, which was fabulous. They took a little trip to Lake Tahoe, stayed in this glorious house. You know, I myself living in LA. I've never been to Lake Tahoe. I've been to San Diego. I've been to San Francisco. I've been to Santa Barbara. I've been to Mammoth to go skiing. But I've never been to Lake Tahoe, and I hear it's beautiful, and after watching last night's episode, it makes me want to go, and I think I'm going to have to go, because of the Kardash- wherever the Kardashians go, I have to go, because they're fabulous, and honey, I, I mean, I'm no Kardashian, but I like to pretend that I am. Um, like the guy Kirby Jenner, who had that show on, what was that app called that didn't do well? Um, no shade to it. Oh, Quibi. Remember that Kendall and that guy Kirby had a Quibi show where he was Kendall's brother or something? You know what I'm talking about. Um, but anyways, let's, let's read the article and we're going to recap. Kim obviously got very, very intimate, as did Chloe, about with the happenings of what's going on in her life. The final straw. Okay. As Keeping Up with the Kardashians nears its end, star Kim Kardashian is relying on her family for support. Tonight, well, sorry, yesterday's June 3rd episode revealed how Kim was coping with her marriage struggles involving husband Kanye West in November 2020. The Kardashian-Jenner family take a trip to Lake Tahoe and check in on Kourtney Kardashian's Scott Disick's relationship before addressing Kim's hidden pain. The real crux of the uh, episode was in what was going on with Kim. Quote, Kim has been struggling privately behind cameras about her relationship, and it's tough because Kim is clearly redirecting so much of her frustration and sadness and anger, Khloe Kardashian said in a confessional. 
Continuing quote, sometimes you just take things out on something that has nothing to do with what you're going through. Um, so essentially what was happening, if you didn't watch the episode, was Kim was really, you know, she was in a mood, which is okay, because obviously she's going through stuff, but we, the audience, didn't know that. Chloe was sort of the surrogate in terms of filling us in. Um, but, so Kim was like, the the example that I'm going to give you is what actually happened in the episode. There was a, some delicious looking chocolate chip or whatever kind of cookies on the table, and Kim was like, I said I don't want these cookies here. Get these cookies out of here. And she literally takes the, like, fabulous stack of cookies. I don't know what she does with them or throws them out or literally puts them somewhere else. Um, and she literally freaks out about it. But obviously, it's it's a, it's a masking, you know, the real issue, which is the stuff going on with uh, her and Kanye. But I will say this. It was totally reminiscent of season one or two of Keeping Up with the Kardashians when Kim, Courtney, and Chloe were in Miami for, like, a girls' weekend or something. And Kim calls Chris and Caitlin, formerly Bruce at the time. So she called uh, Chris and Bruce. And, well, she calls Chris and Bruce is sitting in the living room, too. He walks in. It's so funny. And Kim calls Chris Jenner and is like, Mom, my hotel situation is all screwed up in Miami. I told you I wanted the $1,500 room a night, a hotel room at the Satai, and blah, blah, blah. I want the biggest room that was available. And Chris Jenner's like, Kim, honey, you know, the particular room you wanted isn't available, so I couldn't get it for you. And then Kim is like, I don't care. I want that room. This literally was totally like that. It was like a full circle moment. I mean, it's what it, what it basically said to me was that Kim Kardashian, despite all the fame and wealth that has grown in her personal life, She's still the same girl. And that's what I love to see. That is why the Kardashians are so ident- relatable and identifiable to so many people because they are literally the same people they were from the beginning of the show, only they're, like, way richer. So, good for them for staying <laughs> staying true to their person. Anyways, continue this article. Um, Chloe confronted Kim at the Tahoe cabin, quote, How are you and Kanye doing? She asked her big sister. There's no fighting, Kim admitted. Like, now it's all calm, so I just roll with it, you know? Yet... Chloe can sense that there is more going on than Kim wants to discuss. Quote, Kim is dealing with so much right now, and it's tough. Uh, and it, and I'm, sc- I'm sorry, and it's tough before we left. Her and Kanye had this big fight, Chloe explained. In a flashback, fans can see Kim crying and opening up to sister Kendall Jenner, Courtney, and Kylie Jenner about the state of her marriage. By the way, when Kylie was sitting there, she was tearing up and dabbing her tears, which is, you know, obviously very sad, but it's also really sweet to see that Kylie is so emotionally connected to her sister until they understands the pain she's going through. Um, they're literally the most relatable sisters ever. Quote, He should have a wife that supports his every move and travels with him and does everything, and I can't, Kim said through the tears, adding that she can't relocate to Wyoming to be with Kanye. Quote, I feel like a, well, it's fucking, I feel like a fucking failure, and it's like a third effing marriage. Yeah, I feel like an effing loser. While the unspoken, quote, divorce word is lingering in the air, Kim refuses to discuss it further, but I can't even think about it. The mother of four said, I want to be happy. Chloe continued that the family only wants what is best for Kim. Quote, she's one of the most incredible human beings literally ever, Chloe gushed, and she tries to protect their unit at all costs, but it's hard when you carry that responsibility on your shoulders, and I just want to take care, and I want her to take care of herself too. And eventually, Kim did file for divorce in February 2021 after a six-year marriage to Kanye. Well, you know what? I gotta give props to the girls for being so open and candid about it, especially can't be easy for Kim to open up even though she knows what she signed up for in doing this show. But I mean, Kanye and her union was very sacred, I do have to say. It was different than her other marriages or relationships. They really, you know, it was well it was well preserved and taken care of. Obviously, they have four kids together, but I do have to say given what we, the public, know about Kanye, I'm not... Sorry, there's a car driving by. You hear a little bit of rumbling. Um, I'm not... I'm, I think it was the right move because... I mean, I'm just going off of what went down during the 2020, the election, the crazy election that we just went through where Kanye was, like, spearheading voting for the current president, the former president, and, you know, saying that they have, like, kindred spirits and energy and Kanye voting for himself. And and then he made that crazy, crazy bombshell statement about, um, you know, the process of him and Kim conceiving North. I'm not going to give the, the full 
gist of what was said because it's I've talked about it before and I put a trigger warning on that episode. Um, but he revealed some very, very, very personal stuff that should have never gotten out, I don't think. Even as public as the Kardashians are, that, to me, was crossing the line. So I totally understand why Kim feels like it's, uh, you know, a letdown. And, you know, it's it's not a shame to be married three times. I mean, people get married as, get as, many, get married as many times as you want. Meet as many partners as you need to and do it. I mean, Whoopi's been married a few times. Whoopi Goldberg, famously Elizabeth Taylor, one of Kim's idols, openly she said that Elizabeth Taylor has been married many times. I mean, Kim's an icon and icon, icons in this world they don't play by the rules. They, they, they beat to the, you know, beat of their own. They, they, they run to the beat of their own drums. They move to the beat of their own drums. You know what I'm trying to say? That, that rhythmic metaphor. Um, and Kim is an icon and Kim just does, is just works. She just operates in a different way at a different level than everybody else. So I totally understand it. But you know, it was really sad to see, you know, her go through this, um, you know, sadness and whatnot. I totally understand it, but that's what our fabulous sisters are there for and our loyal, loving fans. And, you know, I'm, I'm so excited for Kim's next chapter and I hope she finds someone who cherishes her and gives her, you know, the support and love that she so you know, rightly deserves and, you know, becomes a fabulous stepfather to those four gorgeous children of hers. If, in fact, she ever does get married, maybe she won't want to get married again. She doesn't have to. She's her own boss, you know? Um, but yeah, it was a really good episode and, um, you know, I think many, many of us fans have been the... It was a long-awaited moment for her to address the um, Kanye stuff because she's been, she's been, you know, famously tight-lipped about it. So, yeah. But this brings us to our second story of the day and, um, and you know, sort of uh, linking links to this Kim story. Paris Hilton sells memoir to imprint behind Jessica Simpson's book. This is from page six. Now, Paris Hilton, I didn't even know she was coming out with another memoir. I have her first memoir, Confessions of an Heiress, which is literally one of the greatest, most iconic pieces of literature ever out there. It's like up there to me with like um, Fifty Shades of Grey and probably um, the Bible. Um, I never read the Bible, but I heard it's like something very special and quite popular. But Confessions of an Heiress is literally the greatest book of all time. It's like mostly pictures of Kit Paris's fabulous life. Um, but it's a really good read. Um, many times I read it when I'm on the bathroom, on the toilet, you know, for a while, because I want to look through Paris's old photos and be like, hmm, I need this, 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 and this. Um, Paris is an icon. Like, quite honestly, I think she's like the next Shakespeare, William Shakespeare, Bill Shakespeare, if you will. But, you know, we'll see. But anyways, I guess she's coming with another book. So, yeah. Paris Hilton has just sold a memoir to the same publisher at Jessica Simpson's recent... As Jessica Simpson's recent bestseller, William Morrow Imprint Day Street Books. Page 6 has learned. Simpson's book came out in March and was number one, number one bestseller. Hilton shopped the memoir via lit agent Albert Lee at UTA. And the upcoming publication was acquired by Day Street's editorial director, Carrie Thornton. Day Street describes Hilton's memoir as, quote, both searingly honest and deeply personal, and as Hilton will share the real Paris Hilton as her celebrity persona evolved. The publishing insider told us when the book was being shopped that it would try to capitalize on the success of Jessica Simpson's book and nostalgia for early 2000s era pop culture. Hilton previously put out a more fluffy 2004 book, Confessions of an Heiress, a tongue-in-cheek peek behind the pose. The publication penned in her nearly, nearly in her 20s included thoughts on fashion, romantic divorce, advice, her relationship with her sister Nikki and celebrity tips that included, quote, never only have one cell phone. She mused of wearing tiaras at the time. Trust me, people act differently when you've got jewelry on your head. I love her! Oh my god. You guys, I'm gonna be the first one in line to get Paris's new book, whatever it's called. Um, but her 2004 book is literally so iconic. And I miss that era. I miss, you know, Paris, Lindsay, Nicole, all these girls, you know, hopping around Hollywood you know, the It Girls at the time. I love that and so nostalgic for that era and um, they really defined a generation. Much like Selena, Miley, and Demi Lovato did for Disney Channel for me. Um, yeah, iconic. I'm really happy for Paris and, you know, may her success and empire continue to grow because I'm such a big fan. I know many people out there are as well. So congrats, Paris. Can't wait to read your book, girl. Um, third story of the day. A little bit of an update. It's not really much of a story, but this is also from page six. Matthew Perry's ex-fiance spotted Sans Ring but with Friends merch. 
Could she be any more single? Matthew Perry's ex-fiance, literary manager Molly Hurwitz, stepped out for a stroll in LA on Wednesday without her engagement ring, but she was walking the dog that Matthew Perry has posted on Instagram, so I do wonder if it's her dog or his dog or their dog. Uh, but she did have one reminder of the friend star with her. One day after news broke that Matthew Perry, 51, and Hurwitz, 29, had called out their engagement, she was seen walking their two dogs while using a leash em like em emblemed with the Friends logo. The Friends leash held on to Alfred and Brown, Doodle Mix Perry, and Hurwitz reportedly share. Hurwitz also walked her little pooch Carla, who has made many appearances on Alfred's Instagram page with a, um, you know, pogo leash. Yeah, I just wanted to update this because I, I know I addressed the, uh, you know, situation uh, I think yesterday in yesterday's episode or Tuesday's episode with regards to Matthew and his um, fiance ending their fiance in the words of Countess Luann, um, their their engagement. So she's out and about, and uh, their little puppy is so sweet. So I do wonder if they share the dog though, if that's awkward or you know they're uh, you know civil couple that are just uh, sharing their doggy doggy. But yeah, she's fabulous though. I'm sure she'll have another one because she's gorgeous and he's Matthew Perry. So. I actually do have some thoughts about Matthew Perry and his uh, assistant, who he's been posting on Instagram. And if you've seen the photos of her, I'm sure we uh, were, you know, connecting mentally right now, ESPing right now. But uh, I'm not going to, you know, put any conjecture out in the world. But, you know, just saying, something to be looking out for. And now we bring ourselves to our fourth and, sign out, fourth and final story of the day. This is from TMZ. This is, has nothing to do with celebrities, which is, in fact, very rare for me to talk about. But TMZ did post it. And since I am half Indian... Um, on my dad's side, I thought this was a very interesting story. Bizarre wedding. Bride passes away during nuptials. Family offers up sister instead. Okay, this is crazy. Weddings in India are hardcore, because even a bride's death didn't kill the wedding day vibes. The groom just married the woman who was going to be his sister-in-law. On the spot! Okay, but I when I first open my eyes, I usually go to three websites. I go to, uh, well, three, yeah, I go to TMZ page six and I go to CNN. Because, you know, CNN, I need real news, too. I can't just, like, live off of pop culture, even though, like, I really, really wish I could. But I saw the story, and I was like, what the hell? So I had to read it, and I was like, I read it, like, three times. I was like, oh, my God, this is totally normal. And I love Indian weddings. If you've been to an Indian wedding, you know. And if you don't, I just YouTube it. The strange tale played out when a bride identified only as Serbi reportedly collapsed and died of a heart attack just as the ceremony kicked off last week. And she exchanged traditional garlands with hubby-to-be Mangesh Kumar. Sadly, Serbi was declared dead at the scene. Now, this would normally put a halt to most, if not at all, wedding ceremonies. But in this case, the bride and groom's families reportedly huddled up and came up with a solution. Serbi's family offered up her sister, Nisha. When the wedding resumed, the dead bride's body was taken to another room. And then there's like a confused emoji, which is, you know. Nisha and Serbi's bro told the Times of India, quote, It was a bizarre situation as the wedding of my younger sister took place while the dead body of my other sister was laying in the other room. So why the wedding continue? The bride's mother repeat, reportedly pled for the shindig to go on as planned. The groom's family reportedly would have been expecting a dowry, although that practice was officially banned in India in 1961 and still prevalent just under the table. Well, as somebody who's been to Indian weddings and am half Indian and have no many, many Indian people, I gotta say, you know, the uh, inner workings and intricacies of Indians definitely don't surprise me. Um, I do think that this is pretty morbid and crazy that the young woman's body who was laying there and they just offered up a, a, another family member like she was um, a potato chip or something, which is, I can't fathom. But again, different cultures, different different ways of doing things. I, I personally am still in shock reading this. I've read it multiple times and I still can't believe that it happened. But um, I just thought this was too out there for me to make up and I had to read it for you because... I just wanted us to all go into the weekend with the same kind of, like, confusion and sort of horror, I guess? 
Yeah. So on that note, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. It is I, Andrew Dimitri, the Mistress of Pop Culture. I hope you all have a fabulous weekend and think about that story. Share it with your friends. Bring it up with your friends when you or family for having family dinner or something. Um, I don't even know. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, I'm just, I'm speechless. All right. You can stream my podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Casbah Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Pocket Cast, the, uh, uh, podcast up on the iPhone, basically, end of our podcast stream. Have a fabulous weekend, everybody. Stay safe, and um, I'll be back with you guys on Monday for, uh, you know, the, the update on what went on over the weekend. Hopefully not something like that. Bye! <laughs>